People are still unpacking that court decision yesterday. The thinking was that nobody in the Liberal cabinet at the retreat in Montreal had time to actually read 190 pages before they started commenting on it. But most, uh, the, 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 seems to be the core message of the feds still is we did what we had to do. We believe it was justified. We're going to take this to a court of appeal. Our next guest is somebody who, first of all, is a lawyer, so that informs things, but also spent an awful lot of time covering those protests in mostly covering them in Ottawa. Karima Sad is a Toronto activist and reporter and lawyer and joins us now. Nice to have you. Hi, good morning. Well, let's take it from a legal perspective first. Um, are you surprised at the judge's ruling? I have to say I'm not because, you know, it's what everybody was saying at the time. You guys didn't need any special powers. Yeah, it, it is not a total shock. Um, of course, this reaches the opposite conclusion that came out of the public order inquiry. So on that level, um, a bit sur surprising, but not um not totally out of left field. Okay, so this was in a federal court. It was a solo judge. Now it goes to appeal. So is that going to a three-judge panel and then finally to the Supreme Court in all likelihood? Uh, that's a good question. Um, I believe the Federal Court of Appeal is a three-panel judge. Um, but if I'm wrong, I'm sure people will contact me to let me know that. Um, and then, of course, to the Supreme Court. So I anticipate that this will be appealed all the way up. What do you think the matter of law will be when it gets to the Supreme Court? Because some people would argue that the government is allowed to invoke something like this if the government chooses so to do, and it's not up to a judge to backseat drive the whole thing. Others will say, no, the charter is supreme. You guys lost. Well, the, the judge here even acknowledges that at the outset of the case, he was leaning toward thinking that the invocation of the Emergencies Act was reasonable and that had he been in that position with the information that was known at the time, he may well have come to the same conclusion. But with the benefit of hindsight and a full record of facts, he did not come to that conclusion. Um, so as it gets appealed upward, um, the lawyers on either side will be parsing through to find um, these potential grounds of appeal. So I'm not sure exactly how they will structure it, but the core issue is, was this outside the scope of what the government had the authority to do? Did they overstep and overreach in invoking the Emergencies Act. Okay, and I mentioned that you had covered all this in real time. So you were there through the occupation, which, uh, you know, was three weeks. Do you think the government needed to invoke the Emergencies Act? So the invocation of the Emergencies Act is fundamentally a national thing. Um, my perspective was limited to what was happening in the streets in Ottawa. Um, and I think that the biggest issue that was being faced in on the streets in Ottawa um, were these trucks that weren't moving and tow truck companies that um, weren't willing to engage and police who at the very beginning of everyone rolling in um, were actually quite welcoming and enforcement issues that 
continued throughout. Um, so fundamentally, like, and this is reflected in the decision as well, um, the idea that uh, the national aspect of this, actually, it was quite local to Ottawa, and some of the national issues um, had already been resolved by the time the Emergencies Act was invoked. Um, so I, from the perspective of it, civil liberties, um, had concerns about the EA and the fact that this now will be fought all the way up to the Supreme Court. Um, I think it's actually a good thing for all of us that we really are thorough uh, because the implications and the precedent that this sets, um, you know, it's it, far-reaching, far-reaching implications. Thanks for this. What a pleasure to have you this morning. Thanks, John. That is Karima Sad, who is an independent journalist and a Toronto-based lawyer.